Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 40. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. Everybody, it's Monday morning. Woohoo! We finally got online. Sorry for the delay. People are hopping on the Zoom webinar, and I am with Kevin Freeman. Woohoo! Kevin, you look so patriotic this morning. Uh, thank you. Good morning, Bunny. Good morning. Well, Kevin, if you guys don't know, has an amazing show on the Blaze TV called The Economic War Room, and he is on our advisory board for Christians Engage. And I've just been honored to get to know him and Marty. They've become dear friends over the last few years and just thankful that he's with us. We are in Psalms 40 this morning. So open up your Bibles and Kevin's going to get us uh, going in the New King James Version because that's our favorite version. (laughs) For all you NIV Revised Standard people out there, we love you too. So anyway, Kevin, get us going with Psalms 40 and then I'll let you just share after you read it. Certainly. It's uh, got an undertitle, Faith Persevering in Trial, and it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burn offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book as it is written unto me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I proclaim the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know. I've not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I've declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I've not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me, for innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me, so that I'm not able to look up. They're more than the hairs of my head, therefore my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them be confounded because of their shame who say to me, aha, aha. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. Amen. 
Well, awesome. Well, I love when we get to discuss this every Wednesday, every Monday. I'm already in Wednesday. What is what's up with this? Um, but every Monday, getting to have somebody else on this because we are usually are probably going to have two different things that the Lord speaks to us about personally. So take it, take it away, Kevin. What is on your heart as it relates to this song? Well, as I look through it, the first thing that jumps out to me is the third word is patiently. And I think of how impatient we are as a people today. And I know that's been a problem. It's a human problem. It's been a problem throughout all history. Uh, but he starts off this, the psalmist writing, um, David writing, I waited patiently for the Lord. And then he describes how he's been in a horrible pit. And I think about you know the fact that we feel like sometimes our family, our nation, our, our own individual lives, that we're stuck in a pit. And, and you can get into a pit one of a couple of ways. You can accidentally fall into a pit. Uh, you can be thrown into a pit. Um, uh, or you can deserve to be in that pit. And, and I don't know what the answer is here for David. I, I don't know where he was in this, but I know Daniel uh, was thrown into a pit, and I know Joseph was thrown into a pit. And, and so sometimes you're there, and you can get bitter and be uh, upset uh, because why am I here? But other times you deserve it. We deserve, we trip and fall, we sin or whatever. So I, I think of those things, but the Lord is faithful because he will establish our steps. And, and that comes right in verse, um, let's see, where is it? It, it? Just right away, he brought me out of the horrible pit and set my feet upon a rock and established myself. That's in verse two. And I think of yeah. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, if we will trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him, he will direct our paths. That's simply the same thing as establishing our steps. So I know that it, when we find ourselves in a pit, if we will put our trust in God and we will, and we will follow that, that proverb, then we will have our steps established. You know, Proverbs 24 says a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. So I don't know if it was a righteous um, David falling in this pit or what that you may have studied that funny. I, I respect your, your, your background in studying the scripture. But to me, either way, we can cry out and call out to God and let us let him get us out of the pit and put us and establish our steps. Yeah. Uh, so that, that those were the initial things I took from from this song. Well, you know, what's funny is, so you're, you're stuck there on the pit and establishing our steps. I, I kind of looked at the rest of that verses one through three, which is <laughs> funny about the powerful promise that we have that if we wait on the Lord, that's all our responsibility is. That's all David's responsibility was. He says, you know, if, as I wait patiently on the Lord, he's going to hear my cry He's going to bring me out of the pit and he's going to put me a new song in my mouth. Um, and then the results of him hearing our cry, pulling us out of the pit and bringing us a new song in our mouth. Actually, then he says, many will see and fear and trust in the Lord. And I, I've always clung to that as a promise for my life. Lord, let me be fruitful in my life. But the fruit doesn't come. Uh, many will seeing and fearing and trusting the Lord doesn't come from us in our own strength or our own abilities, right? It comes from us waiting patiently on the Lord and allowing him to pull us out of the pit, 
put our feet on a rock, establish our steps, right? So those words, you know, my words and your words, we know this um, in our own life cannot bring transformation and change. Only the word, only the new song that the Lord gives us out of out of his uh, life through us is the only thing that can really change us. And, and if you guys don't remember, I do have notes for these teachings on the website. So that went up about 15 minutes ago. So you can see those. Um, but then I was thinking about this verse four, Kevin, and you might have had some revelation on this. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've got a lot of, you know proud and a lot of lies happening right now. So for some reason that stuck out to me, to me that, you know, we have to really seek the Lord right now for discernment in our day, not just to turn on the, the proud on our TV, on our podcasts, on our radio, right? We need to be looking and discerning truth. And that's something that you, you give the American people, Kevin, is speaking truth, going against the lies. Um, anything that you want to say on that about what kind of voices should we be listening to right now? Yeah, well, I think that if you couple it with uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. We try and make sense and understanding out of things. And so nine, nine times out of 100, you turn on one of the news channels and they've got these talking heads and they're in boxes and they're all trying to make sense out of what's going on, leaning on their own understanding. Now, they're doing it with manipulative purposes in many cases where they're just right. purposely trying. I want you to make sense of it this way so that you will take this action. I, I watched this morning and there was a lot of back and forth on Facebook and whether Facebook is good or bad or whatever. And, and, and the people who were on there wanted you to either support the stock or oppose the stock. And the same is true in politics. They support my candidate, oppose my candidate. But we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And the only way to do that, because our heart is despicably wicked above all else, is to have our hearts continually renewed, our minds continually renewed and washed by the word of God. And so we have to, uh, everything is a lie other than God's truth. Everything right. is, is a deceptive. So we just have to grab Grab what we're hearing and filter it through the truth of God's word. And then what sticks, what's left from that. And that's what we try and do in our show. Um, and, and that is what I think we need to do in our lives. That's the only way to trust God is, is we'll interpret everything in light of what God said. It's so good. Well, I was thinking about this song by Casting Crowns this morning that said, um, but the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. The voice of truth says, this is for my glory. Out of all the voices calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe the voice of truth. And, and that really needs to be our declaration of our, our lives right now. Now, I want to go down to verses six through eight. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. My ears have you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh, my God. And your law is written within my heart. OK, I remember the day because um, I came from a very extremely religious background where I realized that I 
I needed God. I needed salvation and that his work was enough. His finished work on the cross was enough to write the law of God on my heart um, and the transformation that could bring to my own life. Right. And so, you know, this is really a prophetic uh, word that David had here in these verses about the new heart and the new uh, the law being written on our hearts. Ezekiel 33. 626 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That these are all prophetic words towards what was going to happen where Jesus became the burnt offering for us. He became the sacrifice for us. He took our sin and wrote our name in the Lamb's book of life and then wrote writes the law on our heart. And I mean, Jesus put it this way in John three, he said, he said to Nicodemus, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you are born of water and the spirit, you, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. For what is born of the flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. So realizing that Jesus became the burnt offering, wrote the law upon our heart as we receive his great salvation, right? Then David puts it this way. He says now in verse nine and 10, he says, I will proclaim the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. I do not restrain my lips. You have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I will declare your faithfulness, your great salvation. I will not be able to conceal your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. The response of this great salvation of what's happened in our heart is this. We can't stop talking about it. <laughs> we can't stop talking about it. We can't stop proclaiming him. And, and so I want to challenge us with this. That uh, have we really seen him? Have we really waited on him? Have we really let the, his great salvation penetrate our heart? Because if we have, then we have to proclaim it. His faithfulness, his loving kindness, his goodness is just going to come out of us, right? I was so encouraged a few months ago, our 24-year-old son, Israel, um, had a new friend at work and they sat down for lunch and, you know, they work at Amazon delivering packages. And, you know, this guy said he was a Christian, right? But then he starts pouring out to my son about how his wife's getting into some like, you know, Eastern meditation and, you know, she's going to find her way and all this stuff, right? And Israel gets really bold. And my kid is very shy. I mean, he grew up with like three friends, right? But when God hits him, when the spirit of God hits him, this boldness comes on him. And he starts telling him, man, uh, let me tell you the gospel. And he just recounts him the gospel and tells him Jesus is really the only way to salvation. Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. And shares with him, you need to tell this, you need to reiterate this to your wife. You need to know this yourself. And I was so touched, you know, it was a proud mama moment when his wife, Teo, told me this story. And I, I just asked Israel, I said, so what, what happened there? And he said, uh, of course, I told him the truth, mom. Of course, he heard it. You know, it was clear. <laughs> I was just like, okay, that's the way it's supposed to work. So I, I tell you all that to, of course, that's a proud mama moment. but. 
to just encourage us that regardless of our personalities, regardless of our, whether we call ourselves an introvert or an outrovert or whatever we call ourselves, um, we will give an account for the truth that's in us. If that salvation has really penetrated our hearts, we will proclaim the truth. And Psalms 81.10 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. God is so faithful to fill our mouth when we ask him to humbly give us words that will penetrate the heart of people. Um, And then as Kevin read uh, verse 16, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Um, you know, my heart and I know Kevin's heart and so many of our board members is to, to let that salvation of God penetrate our lives so much that many will see it and will put their trust in the Lord, right? That our life would be fruitful, but our life will only be fruitful, guys. I just want to remind us of this. David's saying is wait patiently on the Lord. That's where our fruitfulness comes from. And that's the last thing that we want to do. It's the last thing in our natural mind that we think that we need to do. We need to, you know, be highly accomplished. We need to get all our to-do lists done this week. We've got to do everything that we have to do to fulfill the vision that God's given us. But he says this, wait patiently on me and I'll fill your mouth. Amen. And many will see it and put their trust in the Lord. So anyway, that's what I had from this Psalm that just encouraged me. And I'm going to try to do that in a very busy week, right, Kevin? Exactly. <laughs> and you're even busier than I am. I don't know if that's possible, Bunny. <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, so um, before we pray, Kevin, anything, any other uh, encouragements from for the people? Yeah, I, I think you hit it really well. Um, I, I love verse eight. I delight to do your will, oh, my God. It's a delight. It's a joy. And your law is written within my heart. He talks about sacrifice, but, you know, David looks and Samuel before him said, obedience is better than sacrifice. And the delighting to do the will is better than sacrifice. And then the whole pit thing fits in as the born again experience. You're in the pit. That's how you're born again. You're born in in despair and grief and you put your trust in God and then you're born again. And you're just as helpless in the pit as you are in the womb. There's not much you can do. And I think you summed it up. And our delight is to do your will, O Lord. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And they're, they're, the commandment is, is to share the love of Christ. That is the, you know, the, the great commission, the great commandment, the love of the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we keep that commandment, that obedience, uh, that will direct our paths. I mean, it, it makes everything simple when you're trying to make a decision if, if you do exactly that. And the last thing is it wraps up, do not delay. Oh my, it starts off with, uh, with how patient I waited patiently. And in the end, it's do not delay, oh Lord. It's okay to cry out to God and say, I'm waiting patiently. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm waiting patiently, but I need you, God. It's okay. So yes. I, I love it. And I loved your teaching on it. Thanks, buddy. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, again, I just want to encourage everybody that, you know, God will come swiftly. I, somebody, Nancy, just put a thing in the chat about, you know, bless your trust and waiting upon the Lord for your trials with the IRS. 
you know, I, I was really thinking that was going to be a long trial. And I was encouraged when I was reading the book of Daniel last month. I mean, this is actually going to be part of my teaching at our conference. You guys need to come to our wake up conference, November 5th and 6th. And Kevin's going to be there with me Friday night. So we're going to tag team a little bit. But, you know, that Daniel prayed and, you know, the principalities and the powers were pushing on him. Right. But his prayer was already heard in heaven. And 21 days later, the response came, right? Um, and 21 days after we filed our appeal, the IRS apologized. I thought that was significant. I don't know. When I was reading Daniel about a month ago, I was like, huh, 21 days. That's kind of cool. I'm kind of like into numbers. Some of y'all might wonder why we pray at 555 on Mondays. It's because that number just appears all the time for me and my family. And it's like God's faithfulness uh, speaking over us. But, you know, that significantly is that I want to encourage everybody. God hears your cry. He, he sees your waiting. He sees what's in your heart and he will meet you. He will meet you. He'll put a new song in your mouth and establish you in this day. And don't be afraid. Even if you're looking at, at mandates and things that are happening, um, that you don't know where to turn or what the future looks like. He holds our future, guys. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Um, that's what I just felt like I wanted to encourage you guys with this morning. So, Kevin, will you start us out in prayer? Let's just pray this scripture over everybody, whatever you feel led to pray, and then I'll close this out. Heavenly Father, I know that there are many people in this nation and around the world that feel like they're in a pit. Some of them know you. And Lord, I know that you're faithful and that you will take care of them. And Father, that there may be angels in the pits with them, but some of them don't know you. And Lord, we have not had that commission to go and, and spread the good news, the truth, the love, your love. We, Lord, we're here. We're, we've been lousy ambassadors. And I repent of that because we have been lousy ambassadors because we're not telling how great your kingdom is. Lord, like uh, Bunny, Bunny's son was just sharing the love of Christ with people who are hurting and needy. We are facing a hurting and needy world, Lord, and we need that spark from you. We need that anointing, that power, that motivation. And Lord, help us. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to have that, that joy that we had when we first realized that what you have done for us. Help us to remind ourselves of what you did in your death, burial, and resurrection. Help us to get on fire and alight and strong and courageous to go forward and spread the gospel. And for those on this call or listen on the recording, if they're hurting, Father, I pray they would cry out to you in the pit and wait patiently. If, if they're joyful and they're out of the pit season, that they would be established on the rock with their steps and they'd go forward and tell everybody about your goodness. Lord, regardless of where we are, fill us with your Holy Spirit, motivate us according to your word, strengthen us so that we can be pleasing to you, good sons and daughters, making you proud, just like Bunny is of her son. Mm -hmm. Forgive us for our sins, cleanse us and direct us. We pray these things in Jesus name. Yes, Lord. And God, we just pray. We just set our hearts for this week, Lord, to wait patiently for you to wait patiently for you, Lord, that you confidently knowing that you hear our cry, that you will answer our voices, God, that you will establish us, that you will pull us out of the pits 
in our in our own life, God, whether that's financial, our family issues, or health issues. God, you're faithful to pull us out of those pits, to establish us on the rock, to fill our mouth with a new song, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that many will see the fruit in our life and, and hear and to tell of your goodness this week through our life. Lord, thank you for the fruit that remains. Thank you that you fill our, our mouth with good things. Um, Lord, way beyond what we think we can do in our own strength, Lord, you fill our mouth with the word for the season for that person that we encounter this week. And Lord, we just thank you for your, your goodness, your greatness. God, we thank you for your salvation that Jesus, you took um, the sacrifice. You were became the burnt offering on our behalf, Lord, that you wrote the law of God upon our hearts. And Lord, we, we are not content any longer to just stay in the pit of sin. But God, we just thank you that we have a great salvation that pulls us out and makes us more like your son. Your, your desire is to make us like Jesus. So God, where we've been complacent in our own hearts to stay in the pit, to stay in lifestyles of sin or habits, Lord, we thank you for, for uh, the, the fortitude to, to pull, to, to walk out of that pit. Uh, through the Holy Spirit, through the power of your son. And Lord, we just bless you this week. We thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we will rejoice and call your name magnified this week in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, um, I'm just, this is such a blessing. I hope this is a blessing to all you guys. I know we've got some faithful listeners that log on to Facebook Live and come in the webinar every week. And our heart, guys, is to teach you that you don't have to have some eloquent prayer <laughs> to come to God. Just pick up the Bible and pray the Bible. It what we're doing, like I was just, you know, what Kevin and I just demonstrated right there of praying the Bible is one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life. And it's not rocket science. It's not that complicated. And so don't feel like you have to create your own words. When you have no words, he has given you the words to pray through his scripture. So you can literally just take the, this is the prayer book right here, prayer book um, to pray to the Lord. And so that's why I felt Psalms was so important for us in these days over the next few years to really concentrate on praying the scriptures and realizing that God hears our prayer. Amen. Amen. So uh, last announcements, if you guys are out in East Texas, um, we are going to be there this weekend with our on-ramp to civic engagement in Lindale, Texas at Church of the Garden Valley. So Pastor David Halverson, Lathan Watts with First Liberty, Jason Evans with Time to Revive. All of us are going to be out there for that seminar. So if you're anywhere close to Lindale, you need to come out and hang out with us Saturday. It's only 30 bucks for the whole thing. So register on our classes or events tab on the website. And then we are only a month away from our wake up conference. So I want all you Bible study people at the wake up conference. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you register, grab your tickets for that. We're getting low on VIP tickets. So if you want a VIP ticket, grab those now. Okay. And we're going to get to see Dick, Kevin and hear from him at the wake up conference. And we might have some other surprises from the Freeman family. We'll never know. So you guys show up and we'll see you then. Thank you, Kevin, so much. Thank you, Bonnie. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged, 
We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.